Come on, worship Jesus. That doesn't sound like it. Get excited about the King. Clap your hands, lift your voice, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. For greater is He that is in us than he that is in the world. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five and say, you're about to change tonight. Something's going to happen with you. Before you sit down, tell your neighbor on the other side. Quickly tell your neighbor, you're going to get mad or glad, but something's about to happen. Hallelujah. Now you may be seated. God bless you. I'm so glad. Thank you again to Apostle Theo and uh, Dr. Bear for allowing us to preach here today and to spend this time with you. And also I want to welcome a very good friend of mine and also one of my first mentors is uh, Prophet James Repsold. Prophet James, won't you stand? Well, let's just give him a nice big hand clap and welcome him tonight. It's an honor um, to have him here and uh, listen to me preach. Alrighty, I want you to open your Bible quickly. I'm going to go through some scriptures, and then we're going to lay hands on you. Who's ready for that? Boy, who's ready to be used by God? Good. Is there anybody who's ever doubted to be used by God? And Not in a bad way. I mean, you just think that you don't qualify. Is there anybody like that? Well, come on, we're going to help you tonight. Romans 10, 17 says... Romans 10, 17 says, So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not by what the man of God preaches. Faith comes by hearing and hearing what the word says. Can I get an amen? amen. So it's important for us to read the Bible. I remember when I got saved, I shared my testimony this morning. And when I got saved, I was so um, you know, clueless about the Bible, clueless about anything of God, Christianity, the church. I had no idea. But um, there's three gifts that God gives us that I want to just uh, uh, encourage you with. The first gift is the gift of salvation. How many of you are glad you're saved tonight? The second gift that God gives us is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All right. Come on. We receive that gift. It's a gift, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, and this is going to happen tonight. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. When He comes upon you. And you'll be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the othermost parts of the earth. So turn to your neighbor and say, tonight you're going to be empowered. Why? So that you can be a witness. Amen. Not for somebody to come to you and slap you on the back and say, what a mighty man of God you are. If you have that attitude, God won't use you. Because God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And so if you want the anointing for the wrong reason, well, you know, God, won't, uh, God doesn't throw His pearls to the swine. Is anybody with me? God will bless those who are humble, those who are pure, and those who will always bring honor to God. The third gift that we get from the Lord is the Bible. That's where you all should have gotten excited. Come on, the Word of God is the manual to life, and everything that we need is written in the Word of God. Can I get an amen? So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then at Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, you all know this. Uh, let's just read verse 2 because uh, verse 2 says the following. We can't read verse 1, but verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I am to renew my mind. So when I got saved and I, I got my first Bible, I read my Bible from the morning until the evening and from the evening until the morning. There were sometimes days that I didn't sleep. I just read the Word and read the Word and read the Word. And then I would pray and then read the Word and then I would pray again. There were many times I prayed right through the night seeking the Lord. I hear people come to me and they say often to me, they say, Pastor, pray for me. I say, what for? They say, I don't hear God's voice. I said, well, you're not praying enough. I don't hear God's voice. Read your Bible more. Because God's word is his voice. Oh, thanks for the amens here. Get into the word. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to study the word. You need to read your Bible. Can, can I get an amen? 
When am I to read my Bible? Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in the day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Who wants to be prosperous? Who wants to be successful? Get into the Word. Speak the Word. Study the Word. Eat the Word. Breathe the Word and live the Word. Amen. James 1.22 says, And do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but be doers of the word. Ask your neighbor next to you. Ask them, are you a doer of the word? Are you doing what the word tells us to do? My message is entitled, Where do we get the authority to pray for sick people or to pray for people or to minister? Now, um, Prophet James, who is here, and he was, he was uh, in the beginning of my, of my life, he was the greatest mentor for five years or six years. He mentored Shemaine and I. But uh, before I even met um, uh, uh, Pastor James, before he came and uh, planted the church in Hrasko, uh, where we were, I already began to preach. I shared my testimony. I, I started off in Pilgrim's Rest. We uh, went back and we had church every night, every night, just seeing things happen. In the daytime, I was working. We had a business in Pilgrim's Rest. We had a business in Hraskop, and I was between the two towns. Has anybody ever been to Pilgrim's Rest or Hraskop? Just wave your hand. You know. Okay, so most likely a lot of you have been in my businesses back then. And, um, you know, I would go out into the streets, and when somebody would look after the store for me, I would hit the streets, and I would just begin to evangelize. Doesn't matter who would come my way, I would just go out, and I would tell people about Jesus. When people saw me coming down the street, they would cross the road to avoid me, because they knew, here comes the preacher. And I would always, I would just find people that I could talk to, lead to Jesus, and pray for them. And we saw many, many miracles happen. Many miracles happen just on the street. It was even before I was a pastor. It was even before, you know, I got involved or studied to become a minister. I saw many miracles happen. One day, they, they, there was a, a group of people who came all the way from Bushbuck Ridge. And uh, they came and they were looking for me. And so I was working, you know, just in the short pants and T-shirts. Uh, it's a holiday area, you know, very relaxed. And I went home, had lunch, and uh, walking from uh, after lunch, I walked back to my shop to go and work again. And there was this couple who was waving a white handkerchief. They were standing on top of a little hill, and uh, they flagged me down. They ran to me, and they asked me, are you Pastor Dion Hockey? And I wasn't even a pastor then. You know, are you Maruti Dion Hockey? And I just, you know, I said, yes, well, can I help you? And they, they carried a four-year-old boy who was born paralyzed. And he didn't have any kneecaps, no bones in the knees. There was nothing. He was deaf and dumb. And I don't know if I'm allowed to use this word, but um, uh, forgive me if it's going to offend somebody, but he was retarded. Do anybody understand that? He was not in his right state of mind. Four years old. And I'm there in my short pants and my T-shirt. And this, this mother, when she saw me, she was so happy to finally find me. She says, we were looking for you all over. She says, and, um, and she took her baby and she just threw her baby into my arms. And I'm holding this little boy. And you need to understand, I wasn't prayed up, you know, in a 20-hour prayer service. I wasn't in a worship service. I wasn't studying the Bible for 20 days long. I was just old Dion going to work. Can anybody hear that? And there's so much to teach on here, but, but uh, you know, and I looked at this little baby. There were cars driving up and down, people walking past me, and uh, this, this, this couple was so, so um, uh, what's the word, desperate for a touch of God that I laid this little baby down on the sidewalk, and uh, I took his hands, this little boy, took his, his hands were just weak, and I took his little hands, and I said this, I said, Father... I said, I know you are the healer. You're the miracle-working God. I can do nothing, but I ask you, please, for the sake of these uh, parents and for this child, I ask you to heal this child. And when I prayed, his little fingers grabbed my hands. He, uh, you know, his hands grabbed my fingers, and I felt something happen. And I got so excited, I literally yanked him up. I pulled him up. I said, stand up in Jesus' name. And as I pulled him up in the air, before his legs hit the ground, caught God put bone where there were no bones. New kneecaps. He healed his legs. He could stand to his feet. 
I put my fingers in his ears and, his, uh, and on his tongue, and I said, you deaf and dumb spirit, come out. The Lord opened his ears, restored his mind. Come on, somebody. We serve a miracle walking God, working God. He walked back to his, uh, to his parents, and I just turned around, and I just went off to work again. Here's the lesson. It's not by might, nor by power. But it's by the Spirit of the living God. If you have faith in God Almighty, all things are possible with them that believe. But a lot of people stand back and they resist and they're afraid because they are not exercising their faith. You have to start exercising faith. Works, faith without works is what? Dead. So we have to work our faith by finding people. I've heard people say, I'm praying and waiting for God to, you know, send an angel with an ID book to tell me what to do. Or I'm waiting for a handwriting on the wall for so, you know, for God to tell me what to do. I have a different approach. Get out there and find the reason why you can pray for somebody. Put your faith into action. Hello. Don't wait for something. You'll wait until 20 years go by. Start Doing something. Look for a reason. Look for an opportunity. Create an opportunity. It's very quiet in here. Well, I need, you know, 10,000 prophecies, and I need, you know, God to come and confirm it. The word's already told you, go. Oh, you didn't hear that. The Bible says go. He didn't say wait. He didn't say pray. He said go. Just go, 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 go. Win those souls. Cast out devils. I was doing so much street ministry back then, you know, and just learning the word. And I was preaching in the daytime and preaching in the nighttime. And uh, one day as I was walking down the street and I was just praying for people, a man who walked by me, I saw he had hearing aids in his ears. And uh, he walked by me and, and the Lord said, uh, what are you going to do? I said, what do you mean? He said, you're going to let him walk by staying there for you're going to pray for him. And I said, I'll pray for him. So I ran up to him, tapped him on the shoulder and I said, sir, can I pray for you? He looked at me, you know, with, a, with a, this, I uh, don't know what you call it, you know, he was, he was blown away. He said, yeah, we're in the street. I said, yes, are you deaf? He said, well, of course, I'm deaf. I said, good, can I pray for you and ask the Lord to heal you? And uh, he said, well, if, you know, if you want to do it. So right in the middle of the street, pulled out his hearing aid, stuck my fingers in his ears, and I began to pray in the name of Jesus, and pulled my fingers out, and there he was. He could hear. He heard so well, he started screaming. All of a sudden, there was a crowd of people who stopped. They thought I attacked this guy. And I said, no, 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 this is Jesus healing the people. There were about 30 people that stopped and looked what was going on. And that's the greatest opportunity to share the gospel. Hallelujah. I led all those people to Jesus. Praise God. And I can stand here and tell you story upon story upon story on how the Lord has used us, but I want to say this. As I was ministering in the streets, there was a car that pulled up next to me, and as this car pulled up, a man jumped out of the car. He ran up to me, stuck his finger in my face, and he said this, Who gives you the right to do what you're doing? And I said to him, uh, uh, who, What do you mean? And I knew who he was. He was a minister of that town. And a lot of his church people started coming to our church. And so he said to me, where's your papers? Who's given you the right to do what you're doing? And I, you know, I said to this man, I said, listen, aren't you happy that I'm busy praying for people, leading people to Jesus, seeing Jesus heal people and set people free? Aren't you happy for me? Aren't you excited at what God's doing? And he said, where did you get the right to do this? He wasn't happy at all. He's like the Pharisee. You know, we have many modern-day Pharisees today. He wasn't happy at all. So I said to him, are you a minister of the gospel? He said, you know I am. I said, do you believe in the Bible? He said, sure I do. I said, do you have your Bible with you? He says, yes, it's in my car. I said, bring it to me. I'll show you where I get the authority to do what I'm doing. Now, here's a little quick tip for you. If you meet some stranger out there who's always in an argumentative mood, you know, and they say, well, whatever you're doing, it's not written in my Bible. Has anybody ever heard that? It's not in my Bible. Well, take their Bible and read their Bible for them. And when you do that, they'll say, oh, I didn't know this is in my Bible. <laughs> so I took his Bible out, you know, and I said to him, can I show you 
where I get the authority to do this. Open your Bible with me. And I want to share this with you tonight. Where do you get the authority? Who gives you the right? Is anybody hungry for this? Stuff you already know, but I want to remind you tonight. In Matthew chapter 10, open your Bible in Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to read from verse 1. Now remember, I'm speaking to this minister who's very angry at me for what I'm doing. I open his Bible and I read it. Verse 1 says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Look at verse 7. Is anybody with me? Where are we now? We are in Matthew chapter 10, and we're going to read from verse 7 now. And as you go, Jesus is speaking, he says, Say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, verse 8, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. Come on, this is the Lord Jesus speaking to you and me tonight in this very room. So here's this, this religious man, he begins to argue with me. He says, ha! He says, what you are reading is not for us today. Read it again. He said, verse 1 says, he called his 12 disciples. So what you are saying is what God gave to his disciples. This does not apply to us today. Has anybody ever heard those arguments? This is not for us today. Well, I opened the Bible and I went to Luke chapter 10. Open your Bible quickly there in Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1, it says this. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. Somebody say 70 others also. Has this got anything to do with the 12 disciples? This is 70 other people, nameless, faceless people. They, their names haven't even been recorded in the Bible, yet the Lord Jesus appointed 70 others also. To do what with them? He sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. He sent these 70 people before him. And he gave them this word. He said, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Tonight I'm going to pray for you and lay hands on you and ask the Lord to send you out. You read the Amplified, it says that we are to thrust the people out. Why? Because people are lazy. People are fearful. People don't believe that God wants to use them. You have to be, you know, some people say, well, you have to be part of the frozen chosen. <laughs> the who's who's for no, anyway. Is anybody with me? This man said to me, well, this doesn't apply to us. I said, yes, it does. I said, don't you believe in the Bible? He said, I do. I said, then let me read you another scripture. I didn't get it up here if you want to put it up. But it's such an easy scripture. You all know this off by heart. If you don't, you should know it. Underline it in your Bible. Because Hebrews 13 verse 8 says this. And it's a, it's a scripture that you cannot take out of context. All right? What does Hebrews 13 8 say? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, help me. Would you say that with me tonight? Would you say Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Say it again. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today. Hallelujah. What does that mean? The Jesus that walked on the earth 2,000 years ago who spoke these words is the very same Jesus tonight in this room who's speaking to you and to me and he's declaring to you, I'm sending you. Go. Preach this gospel. Tell the people the good news of who I am. Amen. Do you agree with what I'm saying? 
I was talking to this man and he was looking at me. And I could see that now his brain started working because I'm number one reading his Bible. And number two, I'm starting to prove to him out of the scripture where I'm getting the authority to do what I'm doing. Now look at verse, uh, 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 you're in Luke 10, look at Luke 10 verse 9. Here's the commandment. He says, heal the sick then and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Are you with me still? Say this, the Lord Jesus said, I am to heal the sick and I'm to tell the people that the kingdom of God has come near them. Look at verse 70. I love this verse 17. Verse 17 says, then the 70 returned with sadness. Hmm? They returned with sadness. And they said, Lord, the people spat on our faces and the people swore at us and the people chased us away. Is that what it says? No, it says the people returned with joy and they said this, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Oh, you should get excited about this. They didn't even go to demonology classes. They didn't attend deliverance school. They went in the name that is above every other name, and that's the name of Jesus Christ by which every knee shall bow. Come on, somebody. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that's in you and that's in me. It's Pentecost weekend. Tonight, by the laying of hands, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. He's going to empower you. He's living inside of you. And you can do the very same miracles that Jesus did. He's just waiting for you to move. If you agree, say amen. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Stop. Letting the devil play tennis with you. Stop letting him hitting you this side and that side and this side and that side. And you're doubting the calling. You're doubting that you are able to do this. Am I telling you that you shouldn't study? Of course we study. We go and we learn the word and we join the Bible college and Bible school and whatever. We do that. But I have good news for you. God is not waiting for somebody who's got some special anointing to lay some hand on you to try and do something with you. There is a God whose name is Jesus. Come on. There is a Holy Spirit who is in this house tonight. Do you believe that? Man, I get excited when I teach this. Because I see so many people just hiding in fear. Now go with me to Mark chapter 16. You know these scriptures. I know you know them. But I'm reminding you because tonight I'm going to make the devil mad and Jesus glad. Amen. I've come to torment Satan. I didn't come here to tickle your ear with some good happy message. Hello, somebody. I know there's many, many ministers who preach before me, but I didn't come here tonight to let you put me on a diving competition on a scale of 1 to 10 to see how I preach and how I conduct myself. I've come here to tell you it's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to do something. It's time for you to become serious with God because South Africa needs a revival. South Africa needs radical men and women. Can I get an amen? We don't need these placid, you know, pacified, quiet, little mamsy-pamsy Christians who just sit and eat Sunday after Sunday and do nothing with what they get. It's time for an army to rise up. I said it's time for an army to rise up. This is a church that has the potential of the greatest revival that South Africa has ever seen. The potential is here. The building is here. The structure is here. The pastors are here. Revival is knocking at CFC's door. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm prophesying. Revival is here. It's waiting to take place. There's an old saying that we say, you ain't seen nothing yet. Who agrees? There's big things happening. Why? Because the Lord's coming. I said the Lord's coming. And if you don't have a passion for souls, if you don't have a passion for God's people, I'm going to question mark your salvation. You have to have a hunger for souls. 
Somebody says, ah, you're just an evangelist, and you're looking through the glasses of an evangelist. No, my dear friend, when God spoke to the church, he gave the church so that we can go and catch fish and bring them in the church to clean the fish, prepare the fish, and send the fish out again. It's a constant winning souls, getting them ready, sending them out, winning souls, getting them ready, sending them out. Would you agree? It's not just your pastor's job to stand here and try and, you know, get you to do something. No, you're going to stand before God and he's going to ask you, why didn't you go for me? There's something lacking in the house of, the, of, of God today, not just here, I'm talking about all over the world, is the fear of God. Jesus said this in Mark 16 verse 15, he said to them, go, not sit, but go where? Into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel to every creature. Somebody say every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Look at the next verse. And these signs, somebody say these signs, will follow those who believe. How many of you are believers here tonight? Raise your hand. How many of you here tonight are disciples? Raise your hand. How many of you here tonight are Christians? Raise your hand. Do you know what the word Christian means? To be Christ-like. What does it mean to be Christ-like? If somebody comes to you and asks you, are you a Christian? And you say, yes, I am. Do you know what you're saying? You are saying, look at me. I'm like him. That's what it means. There's too many people who say they're Christians, but they look more like the devil than they look like Jesus. Now you can say to your neighbor, that's you, not me, bless the Lord. <laughs> but there's too many people who look like the devil. But the word Christian means to be like Christ. In Him I live, and in Him I move, and in Him I have my being. You're a disciple. What's a disciple mean? A follower of Christ. How do you determine whether you are a follower of Christ? By the showing of hands. Who believes in Jesus? Who believes he's the son of God? Who believes in the written word of God, the Bible? Who believes in the teachings of Jesus? Who believes in the commandments of Jesus? Who believes in the works of Jesus? Well, look at me. Congratulations. You are a disciple. Hallelujah, you're a disciple. Let me go on. You're a believer, right? You all raised your hand, you said a believer. Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe. So I'm a believer, here I go, I'm walking. Something's following me. You see, all of you sitting here tonight, you said you're a believer. So when you wake up tomorrow morning, there should be something following you. Not once a week, not once a month, not in some special meeting. Every single day of your life, there should be signs following you wherever you go. But the problem of the church today is we got another guest speaker. We got another somebody coming. Let's go and check what he can do. You're not supposed to be a sign follower. You ought to have somebody signs following you. Come on, somebody. So let me ask you, according to the scripture, these signs will follow those who believe in my name. Whose name is that? Would you shout that name? Jesus. Would you torment the devil and shout, Jesus? Jesus. Woo, I like it. Who remembers the, 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 the movie, The Lion King? Come on, anybody saw The Lion King? Do you remember those three hyenas? When they spoke about the lion, Mufasa. So Mufasa and the, the one Ahina went, woo, say it again, say it again. Say Mufasa. And woo, when we say the name of Jesus, come on, the demons go, woo. Somebody help me shout Jesus tonight. Come on, shout Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Told you if you got demons, I'm gonna get them tonight. I'm gonna cast them out. In my name, in the name of Jesus, he who believes will do something. He will cast out demons. I said, he who believes will do what? He will cast out demons. Friend, I'm going to ask you a question now. When last did you cast a demon out of somebody? 
I'm not talking about your home cell leader. I'm not talking about some church pastor. I'm asking when last did you cast a demon out of somebody? Well, brother, you don't know. I don't, I, I, I can't do that. I don't know how. No. Jesus didn't say these signs will follow those who went to study to cast out demons. He said these signs will follow those who believe. He didn't say these signs will follow the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. He said these signs will follow those who believe. If you haven't cast a demon out in the last week, two weeks, one month, even from this year, something is wrong. Somebody will get mad at me and say, oh, brother, you can't preach like that. Why not? Don't you fear Jesus? Don't you fear what the Word says, that these signs are to be following you where you go? People get mad at me when I preach this way. But you see, now all of a sudden, the focus is not on me. I'm putting the focus back on you. What have you done for God and His kingdom? Number one, they will cast out demons. We find most, most Christians never cast out a demon in their whole life. Number two, he says they will speak with new tongues. How many of you are filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking other tongues? You see, just half the church raises their hands because that's telling me there's a lack somewhere. You will receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. That's why most people can't cast out devils. They don't have that power. Well, hopefully tonight you'll get it. Who's excited about this? Come on, do you understand? God is about to do something. He's about to shake your world, make you different from the rest of the world. I don't look like the world. I don't talk like the world. I don't think like the world. I am a Christian. I'm a tongue-talking, devil-chasing, hands-on-laying Christian. I'm born again. I'm on fire for God. He says they will, they will, uh, 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 they will speak with new tongues. And then he goes on, he says, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it'll by no means hurt them. I can preach on that again, but I'm, time is up. He says, and they will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. Friend, I'm asking you, when last did you lay your hand on somebody and see them get healed? Not your home cell leader, not your pastors, but you. When last did you lay your hand on somebody and see them get healed? May I end by what Matthew chapter 28, sorry guys, I didn't have that on my scripture list, but on Matthew chapter 28 verse 19, Jesus speaks. Who knows this beautiful scripture? Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says, go therefore and make what? Disciples of who? Oh, help me. You should know this off your heart. Why are you waiting for the scripture to come on on the board? You should quote this out of your heart. He said, go therefore make disciples of all the nations. And then you should be doing something. You must baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me, let me ask you another question while I'm very bold in my preaching. How many disciples have you made in the last two weeks? How many people have you led to Jesus? How many people have you prayed the sinner's prayer and said to them, come, my friend, I want to tell you some good news about Jesus. Paul Yonggi Cho, everybody know who Paul Yonggi Cho is. He said this, if you have not led a soul to Jesus in two weeks, you are backslidden. That's what he said. Bless the Lord. I'm just quoting him. How many souls have you led to the Lord? Some of you might be sitting here for 10 years in this church and you've never led one soul to Jesus, not one. You haven't cast the devil out. You haven't laid hands on somebody. You're waiting for some special uh, experience or anointing to come upon you. Please, let's become workers in the kingdom of God. We're not in a competition. I'm going to say it again. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. I'm not better than all the pastors up front here. God has spoken to you and to me, all of us, and He said, go. Go. And He didn't stop there. You know, when you read that uh, scripture, He said, go therefore make disciples of all the nations. And then He says, and baptize them. How many people have you water baptized? <laughs> Just get you thinking. Oh, well, we got to bring them to church, you know, and the pastors and the church has to baptize them. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just trying to get you to see tonight because what am I doing? The word repentance means to change your way of thinking. Are you thinking tonight? 
are you thinking? Are you asking this question? I'm listening to that man preach. Why am I not doing what he's telling me? Why have I cast out demons? Why haven't I laid hands on somebody sick? Why haven't I led a soul? Why haven't I baptized somebody? But you know what? I want to come to church Sunday after Sunday and hear people say, you know, what a good person you are. Feed me, pastor. Feed me. And if it was a good teaching, I'll come back next week. I prophesy revival in the name of Jesus. I prophesy a Holy Ghost revolution. Hallelujah. Not a Holy Ghost revelation. We need a revolution in the church. We need the church to wake up. We need somebody to stand up and say, Lord, if they won't go, here am I, Lord. Send me, Jesus. Take me, Jesus. Use me, Jesus. Am I talking to hungry people here tonight? Am I talking to somebody who wants the fire of the living God tonight? Is anybody hungry? I hope you love me tonight. And if you don't love me, repent. Because Jesus said, you got to love me. But the emphasis tonight is not on what can I do to, to, to um, you know, show you how anointed I am. But I want to know what are you doing for God and His kingdom. This place should be packed out. This place should be full. But people have become complacent and tired. And people say, you know what? I don't have time and I don't have this and I don't have that. My friend, the hourglass is running out. The Lord is about to return. He's about to come and take His bride to be with Him. You need to wake up. I want to be like Reinhard Bonker. Reinhard Bonker said, when the rapture takes place, I'm going to grab a sinner here and I'm going to grab a sinner there. And when I'm halfway up, I'm going to say, shall I let go? Or are you going to give your heart to Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on, I want to lay hands on you tonight. I'm believing God for a supernatural uh, overflow, a release of the anointing, that the boldness I have will come upon you, number one. Number two, that God will fill you with the Holy Spirit, and that God would use you in the time to come. Who's hungry for that? But you can't be used by God if, number one, you're not saved. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't want nobody walking, talking, or moving. Tonight I spoke a word and I preached the gospel. But my dear friend, to be used of God is awesome. But what's more needed is salvation. This morning we saw in both services people giving their hearts to the Lord. But tonight I'm telling you there are people sitting in this room. You're on your way to hell. But God is standing here tonight and He's knocking on the heart of uh, the door of your heart. Revelation 3.20. He's knocking and He's saying, come on, open up, let me in. For too long you've been playing the church game. For too long you've been, you know, saying one thing but doing something else. Tonight is the night of repentance. Tonight is the night to turn back to God. Can I get an amen? You say, Pastor Dion, what are you telling me to do? I want you to give your life to Jesus. I don't want you to go to hell. If you're not sure about your salvation, if you say to me, Dion, when I die, I hope I'm going to heaven. Hoping's not knowing. If you say, Dion, if I die tonight, I think I'll go to heaven. Thinking is not knowing. Somebody sitting here tonight says, I'll go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Please pray for me. I want to give my heart to Jesus. If that is you, please, nobody looking. It's a very holy moment. It's a very serious moment. You say, Pastor Dion, I need prayer tonight. I, 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 I don't want to go to hell. I'm not sure about my salvation. But please, 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 you have to pray for me tonight. I want to give my life to Jesus. I've backslidden. I've grown cold. I can't even pray. I don't read my Bible. But Dion, pray for me tonight. I, I want to come back to Jesus. At the count of three, you lift your hand if you would love for me to pray with you. The Holy Ghost is in this house, I'm telling you. And God is standing here tonight with arms open wide. And He's not scolding you. He's not mad at you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And He wants to touch you and use you. Say, Pastor Dion, I'm scared to lift my hand. No, you're not scared. The devil is. Because the devil knows tonight he's about to lose you. You make a decision. Are you ready? Here it comes. One, two, 
three, raise your hand if you want to make right with the Lord. Raise your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands are going up all over this building. You say, I'm a little bit scared. Just raise your hand and do it for Jesus. What will my, what will my friends say about me? They most probably need to raise their hands as well. But don't miss this opportunity of salvation. Hands that have gone up all over the house. Those who raised their hands, would you help me quickly? Everybody raise their hands. Stand to your feet right now, quickly. Everybody raise their hands. Stand, stand, stand for Jesus. Come on, stand, stand. Don't, don't, don't lift your hand and not stand up. Stand tonight. Stand for Jesus. Come on, be bold and be brave. You're standing for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You're standing for the Savior, Jesus, tonight. All of you that are standing, thank you. Very good. Well done. I'm so proud of you. But help me now. Come out of your chairs. Come and stand down here. I would love to pray with you. Quickly, come on down. Run to this altar. Jesus is here to save you tonight from eternal damnation. Somebody give God a very big praise offering. Somebody shout to the Lord. Come on, don't you dare go home. You stay here. There is something about to happen in this room. Woo, the devil's mad. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Somebody, hallelujah. Something is happening. Revival is knocking at your door. Come on. Come on. They're still coming. They're still coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He's worthy of our praise. I just feel there's this, there's this battle between two or three or five people. You want to stand up, but you where I was when I sat there and I knew I had to go forward. But something said to me, don't you dare stand up. But I said to the devil, I'm going to do it. And guess what? 20, uh, 33 years later, I gave my heart to Jesus. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Come forward. Give your heart to Jesus. Come on, don't let the devil rob you from this day. Come on, you can do it. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up in the mighty name of Jesus. Stand up and give your heart to the Lord tonight. He's waiting on you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. Come on, they're still coming down. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor, neighbor, are you right with Jesus? Come on, help me. Somebody evangelize. Ask your neighbor, are you right with Jesus? Do you know Jesus? If they don't know Jesus, bring them, bring them, bring them. When last you get excited like this for souls. I want everybody, lift your hands quickly. I'm not praying. you. Just lift your hands. Say this, Father God, give me a compassion for souls. Open my eyes and my ears to see the lost and use me, God, in the name of Jesus. Give me that fire and a heart for the lost in Jesus' name. How many of you receive that prayer? How many of you receive that anointing for salvation for souls to come in? Somebody said, oh, brother, you're just so emotional right now. You're right. Because I know what the Lord saved me from. I know where I come from and I know where I'm going. And I'd rather choose to go where I'm going to know where I came from. And who the Lord sets free is free indeed. All of you down here, your lives are going to change. You will never be the same again. He's taking you out of the miry clay. And he's about to make you a king and a priest tonight. Hallelujah. Is this section, are you sure you're right with Jesus? Are you sure you are right with Jesus? This block, that block. Wave your hand if you say, I'm right with Jesus. Oh, I like that. Did you see somebody next to you not wave their hand? 
Because if you did ask them, hey man, are you right for the Lord? Come on, come down. I'll, I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you. I dare you, come on down. Come on down. This section here is this section right with Jesus. Are you right with Jesus? If you're not sure, listen, there's nothing wrong with making sure, getting that assurance of your salvation. Stand up. Just stand up and come forward. I promise you nobody will laugh at you in this house. Nobody. Is that true, church? We won't laugh. This section, are you all good with God? Are you on fire? This section here, are you good with the Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. Did your neighbor wave his hand? If they didn't, tell him you need to get down there. That section, are you all good on this side? I love you so much. I love South Africa. I love my country. I used to brag on my country when I was overseas how great revivals we had in this country. And then all of a sudden, this country went like this, boom, church. I'm talking about church, boom, just became quiet. But I'm getting excited because I'm feeling there is a stirring in the spirit. There is something happening. God is waking up His church again. Can I get an amen? God is stirring the family of God to bring revival to this nation. And all of you, all of you have a part to play. Can I say that again? All of you have a part to play. Is there one more who wants to give their hearts to Jesus? Is there somebody else who wants to do it? Can I count to three and then I'll stop? Is there anybody who will just come forward if you're not sure? One. Pray in the Holy Ghost family. Pray. Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Two. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on down, come on down, come on down, come on down. Come on down, come on down, come on down. Come on down. Two and a half. Last time, last time, friends asked, is this somebody else? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give me souls, Jesus. Give me souls, Lord. to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, are you sure you're right neighbor, come on evangelize one more time one more time while the water's stirring, let's stir it properly are you sure are you sure you're right, if they're not sure, bring them we're not asking you to join the church, we're just asking you to join the family of God two and three quarters <laughs> Yes, thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Blessed be your name, Jesus. Bless, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, run, 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 run. He's waiting. He's waiting for you. He loves you so much. There's another one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. Come on, come on. And another one, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, and another one, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I asked the Lord today, this morning when I prayed, I said, Lord, give me 1,000 salvations. I don't know where we're standing at, but we're getting close to it. Amen. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. All of you down here looking at me. You know, when I was 25 years old, I walked down to the front like you did. Never thought I would amount to anything. You've been laughed at. You've been ridiculed. You've been called names. They told you stuff that's just not true. God's word is the truth. He calls you blessed. He calls you a son of the most high God. He calls you anointed. Come on. Oh, my goodness. He's so ready to do something marvelous in your life. Can I ask the rest of the church to stand? Can we give God praise for all these salvations tonight? Heaven is rejoicing. Can we not join heaven tonight? Can we not lift our voices and give praise unto the King tonight? That He has had mercy and compassion. That He loves us so much. All of you in front, hold your hands like this. Those of you in the back, stretch out your hands to these people. And the front and the back, everybody in the house, say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father. I want to hear you say, Heavenly Father. I stand before you tonight. And I confess I'm a sinner. But I ask you tonight to please forgive me all my sins. I believe that the blood of Jesus washes me, cleanses me of all my sins. I receive my forgiveness. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ, is the Son of God and that God raised Jesus from the dead. Now, Lord Jesus, I invite you to come and live in my heart. I receive you right now as my God and my Savior and my very best friend. If I should die tonight, I will not go to hell. I will go to heaven because my name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. I am born again. I am saved. Thank you, God, for saving me tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Rejoice, for the Lord is good tonight. Hallelujah.